Welcome to the Build My Online Store podcast, where we discuss everything and anything about running an online store. If you like the podcast, sign up for the mailing list to get news and updates at buildmyonlinestore.com. And now, here's your host, Terry Lynn. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Build My Onlineser podcast. I'm your host, Terry. And this week, I have Dan Norris from Web Controller, where we're going to talk about advanced Google Analytics and how to set it up right to make better marketing decisions for your business. And before we start, uh, we have a new review for the show, uh, but it came from our Facebook page from Michael Buckley. Great show. Really enjoy it. You can tell you've been in the trenches and you really ask questions that business owners want to know. And so, uh, Michael, give us our Facebook page, so please do like us uh, if you get a chance. And so, some news and updates. Uh, later in October, uh, I will be in California throughout San Jose, Los Angeles, and San Diego. And I know the stats, we have a lot of listeners in California, so I do like the Facebook page. I'll organize a meetup, maybe we'll get some coffee or drinks. And I also thought it'd be cool to meet some listeners and kind of talk about our businesses and see what everyone's up to. And, you know, we can talk about the show. Uh, we can talk about entrepreneurship and just running a business online. So it'd be cool to meet up. So like the Facebook page, and hopefully we'll see you soon. And so today I have Dan from uh, Web Control Room, like I said earlier. And the reason I got him on the show is because when I was looking at my Google Analytics, a lot of the times you look at it, and there's so much data you can go through from you know where they're coming from, the countries, the keywords they find you at, even down to their monitor size. And so I really wanted to get him on the show to see how you can actually organize this data into something more actionable, and that's... That's kind of more understandable for your business. And so let's get right into it. All right, today I have Dan Norris from Web Control Room on the show where we're going to talk about advanced Google Analytics. What's up, Dan? Hey, man. Hey. All right, so let's just start from the top then. So uh, one of the big problems for e-commerce owners is when they look at analytics, there's so much data in there and trying to sort through all that data is very difficult. So do you have any thoughts on that? I do. I'm actually building a, a whole business around it. My startup web control room is basically just dedicated to that, is looking at all the different sources of information and bringing it together into you know a report that people who aren't like junkies for stats can, can get their head around. So it looks at Google Analytics and looks at MailChimp and Xero and, and all the other sources that you might be using, like the payment gateways, PayPal or whatever, and then just brings it all together and puts together a report for you. A- analytics is one of those things that you do have to put a bit of time into it. And if you're an offline business, I can kind of understand that it's a bit daunting and, and you may not do it. But if you're an online business, then there's really no excuse and you really just need to learn at least the basics and, and I'd say at least the things we're going to be talking through today. Yeah, all right. And so one of the big things with analytics is that there's a lot of data and you can get lost just looking at the data and you don't know if it's actually being productive. So what are your thoughts on that? To me, the purpose of looking at the data is basically to do with making better decisions. Like if you've got a certain amount of time or a certain amount of money that you want to spend on marketing, then you want to know where you're going to get the best return for that marketing. So you know, if you're going to spend five hours writing a blog post, are you better off doing that? Or are you better off spending five hours doing SEO? Or are you better off spending $400 on AdWords? To me, that's where analytics comes in. And with Google Analytics set up correctly, you can use it to determine where your best 
return is on your time and on your money. So that's probably where I would start is try to avoid the stats that don't enable you to make better decisions. If you're just looking at where your traffic's coming from or what your volume of traffic is, then that's kind of good. And or like where you're ranking in Google and that kind of stuff is kind of good. But if you can't do anything about that, like if you can't make a different decision that's going to get a different result or you can't invest in a different type of marketing to test, then there's probably not a lot of point in paying attention to those numbers. What you want to do is get as close as you can to working out where your customers are coming from and where, and even better where your best customers are coming from. If I see. And so the goal is to make the data work for you towards a goal that ultimately helps your business with sales. Yeah. Most forms of marketing are going to help your business with sales. I mean, most forms of generating traffic will in some way or another eventually lead to a sale, but they're all grossly different in terms of how effective they are. So the goal is to get to the most effective. Gotcha. All right. So let's just go into analytics then. Now, what are some of the key metrics that you want to go over? All right. So I guess we'd, we can start with the basics and then get into some of the more advanced stuff. For e-commerce store, if most of your listeners are running e-commerce stores, then definitely install the Google Analytics code, which is super easy. You would add goals. Uh, goals in analytics is basically something that tells Google when someone has done something on your site that you wanted them to do. The great thing about having an e-commerce business is you know exactly what you want people to do when they get there. And some of it may be to do with opting in, like you might have a, you know, one goal to do with, you know, sign up to a newsletter or, or opt in or send me a contact or something like that. But then the ultimate goal is to get to get a sale at a very basic level. Analytics should be set up to do that. Analytics also has e-commerce tracking, so it can it can track the sales depending on the e-commerce platform you're using and depending on how good your web developer is, you could set that up. They're probably the main things to start with. And I mean, everyone running e-commerce should should really probably have those basic things set up at least the tracking code and, and the goals okay and so for those who may not know where the goals are where is it within analytics we have to go into admin yeah analytics analytics is quite confusing but setting up a goal is a two-step process so you have to go into admin and then you'll see a tab for goals depending on what the goal is um it may be set up differently but with e-commerce typical way to do it might be, you know, when someone lands on the page that they get to after they complete a sale, you know, it might be the check complete page, then that registers a, a goal completion. And you can just go into analytics. And if you know the address of that page, then paste that into analytics and say, this is, I want people to register a goal when they hit this page. I see. So the four categories I see are URL, destination, visit duration, page visit, and event. So yep. um, let's go into a little bit about event. Event, I see this category, action, label, value? Yeah, events are, are, are trickier. There's a few things in analytics where you really need to get a developer to trigger things within the site for you. Um, and you can use events to do that. The URL destination is, is the simplest way is basically when they arrive at the checkout page, then that's when it triggers the goal completion. But if you've got a decent web developer, they can actually tr trigger events within the code to fire um, goal completions as well. If you don't have that, all you really need to do is just go through a check the checkout procedure yourself and work out what page you end up at the end after you've paid, and then you can get very, very basic, you know, goal conversion data. All right, and so what should we move on to next? Uh, should we just go into advanced? Um, yeah, so I suppose if you're doing any kind of paid online marketing, just before we get into the advanced stuff, it's probably worth talking about campaigns. So the way campaigns work is, if say you're doing advertising on another website and as part of that ad, you can set the destination, you know, you've got a banner ad and that banner ad goes back to your website. Rather than just sending them to your domain, like mysite.com, 
you can send them to a particular URL so that Google Google Analytics knows you know what campaign it was part of. Any any form of marketing that you do online where you have control over the over the URL, I'd, I'd be using campaigns, and it's very very easy to do. All you have to do is just go into the, the URL builder. Find that you don't even need to be in analytics. You just go into Google and, and type in Google URL builder, and you can basically put in the name of the campaign and it will come up with a, a URL that you can use in your ad. Using that link, then you know exactly where they've come from. I see. So it's like using like Pretty Link in WordPress or basically a custom link that you can track the amount of visits to that link. Some tools like have this sort of thing built in. Like if you send out an email newsletter using MailChimp or Aweber, it's just like MailChimp just has like a button where you can say track as, a, as an analytics campaign and it just automatically does it for you. So if you get traffic to your site from your email newsletters, then... It will say from this email campaign in the campaigns area. Yeah. All right. So uh, should we move on to advanced now then? The reason why you want to get into some of this advanced stuff is there's some issues with the standard reports. And if a lot of people go to Google and search for your brand and they, I mean, lots of people do this. Like if they, if they just don't know your URL or it's actually just quicker to go to Google, it automatically, the browser automatically opens in Google and they just put your name in and then get to your site that way. If you're in the habit of looking at your overall traffic and seeing where it comes from, then you'll see a lot of it is coming from Google. You go into those keywords and see that most of the people searching for those keywords actually know about you already and they're just putting in your brand name or your domain, you're all of a sudden not getting a good handle on how much of that traffic is actually new customers coming via Google versus people who really should be considered direct traffic. And we mean like if they say it's like your business is web control room, if we type web control room, we know it's your business. So it's probably not actually direct traffic. That's what you mean, right? Right. Like, I mean, you're really only doing that because either you don't have a bookmark set up or you don't know my domain name or it's just actually quicker and easier for you to just put web control room into Google and click on my link. I see. And so by that way, it distorts the info you look at later in analytics. I got you. And you know, a lot of people are saying, yeah, I, you know, I get 70% of my traffic from Google or something. But if, if half of that is, is people putting in your brand name, then really you're not getting anywhere near that much traffic. And, and if you want to look at traffic's converting, then it'll, it'll distort all of those stats as well because especially like in my case, if you're running a system that people sign up for, um, that people searching for web control room probably already use it and they're just searching for it so they can access it to log in. I see. And so in an e-commerce environment, if my business is called Blue Labels or something and I'm actually selling surfboards, so if someone types my company name, they actually won't be looking for surfboards, but if they type something like Blue Surfboards and then they land on my page, that would be direct traffic, right? Yeah, I'd consider that direct traffic because you know they know about you already and, and the source of them knowing about you is not Google. It's something else. That's one example um, with like standard reports to rely on those. That's one example where they won't give you really accurate data. Another example is, like I said before, if you're having online campaigns, then you want to set up analytics like trackable links in Google. But a lot of the times when you're getting traffic from places, you don't actually have control over the link. Like as, as an example, if, if you have a Twitter profile and you're getting people to look at your Twitter profile, you don't want this huge big link in your Twitter profile because the, the Google Analytics link is a really big link. But really, like a lot of the time to analyze traffic, if it's older traffic, like if you want to get into analytics now, but you've got all this data in analytics already, you can't use campaigns for everything. So you've got a whole bunch of traffic data in there that doesn't fall under campaigns. Most established websites will have hundreds of traffic sources and it's just too much information to basically use to make decisions. So it's basically to see if your traffic is coming from social, SEO, 
guest posting, uh, you know, iTunes or whatever. I, I suppose if we go back to what I said before about being about making better decisions, to me, like you need like a high level view of your market and which strategies are converting better than others. And that's where the advanced segments come in. All right. So let's go into that then. Where do we get started in analytics with that? Advanced segments has two parts to it. Basically on any report in analytics, say if you click on the overview standard report, you'll see that there's an advanced segments button. Google actually has a bunch of default ways of segmenting your visitors. And like one of them is returning visitors. And that's, that's something I use with my system because if you're a returning visitor, then, then you're probably an active user. Whereas if you're a new visitor, you might have just signed up. So that information is useful to me. But that left-hand stuff is like, I don't use that a lot. The real power of advanced segments is the stuff on the right-hand right hand side, which enables you to define your own segments. So if we were to set up a custom segment, how do we get into that? Do we just- so, so on the right-hand side, you'll see a new custom segment button. And um, I've, got a, I've got a post that I've written. I can, I can hook your listeners up to that. It's about three or four pages long, so it's kind of, it's kind of detailed. On, if we just talk about some of the ways I'm using it, so your listeners are doing similar strategies to what I'm doing, then they'll probably find some of this stuff useful. So let's do that then. So what we'll do is we'll link to the show notes, a uh, link to Dan's post about how to actually set up advanced analytics, but then we'll talk about kind of the, the ways you can use it. So we'll just jump straight into that. So so what I've done is two weeks ago, I, I sat down and I basically came up with 12 different ways of generating traffic to the web control room. So I really just wanted to test them all to get an idea of which ones would convert better and where to, where to effectively spend my time. So if your listeners are doing something similar, like if they've you know just started out and they've got time to spend on generating traffic or they've got money to spend on generating traffic, then this is a good approach because you can pick out, say, 10 things you want to spend your time or money on and then make sure that each custom segments are set up so that it can track all of those 10 things. At the end of the month, you can basically just look back and see which ones are more effective than others. And you'll find that there's a huge difference in how effective different traffic strategies are. A few examples. So I think so. They spent three hours on twelve different techniques. One of them was blog commenting. So there's and, and this was one of the one of the worst ones. But blog commenting ordinarily, if you go and comment on hundreds of blogs, actually I think I only got through thirty in three hours. But you know if you comment on thirty blogs, looking through your traffic sources to work out how much traffic you got from all thirty is a real pain. But with custom segments, all I did is just went in, created a custom segment. And said, if if the traffic source matches this expression, then put them into the blog commenting segment. Every blog that I commented on, I just took the domain name down and separated it with one of those vertical line things that there's probably a technical name for, which I, I go into the details of that in my post. But basically, in one line, you can say traffic came from all of these 30 different websites and bunch that into the blog commenting um, segment. <laughs> well, let's just talk about the ones that the worst three and the best three has. I might start with the best ones because they're kind of surprising. Well, since we already went into one bad one, let's just keep going on for the bad ones and then we'll switch it back. So <laughs> I'm kind of curious to hear the bad ones too. The bad one, the absolute worst one was Quora. Yeah, website Quora. No, sorry. Oh, yeah. But again, the other one was YouTube. I did, I spent five hours and 45 minutes, um, which is almost twice as long as I spent on everything else. And I, and I produced five videos. I think it was 30 minutes all up. Um, they were like screen flow, like uh, keynote presentations. And that's to do with statistics. Like I've got a blog post on key metrics for podcasters, for example. And so I did a video on the, the key metrics for podcasters. And if you're interested in any metrics, then check out webcontrolroom.com and you can get them all on the one page type thing. Five hours, 45 minutes worth of work and I've got one visitor. <laughs> and this is for how many videos? Five videos. Five videos. Okay, I got it. This stuff is like with uh, YouTube or with social media or with the like long-term SEO type stuff is 
Like, you're not going to get a return on three hours worth of work. It's more of a long-term thing. I wanted to do that stuff anyway, just, just out of interest. Um, but so strategies like that didn't work very well. The Acora question and answer site, I got on there for three hours and followed a bunch of people, answered 15 or 20 questions. I think I got three visits out of that. I got 11 visits for blog comments, and out of all of those, no one signed up for the app. So there was about five or six things where I got absolutely zero conversions. And you know what's funny is a lot of the internet marketing guys are like, yeah, you comment on blogs, you know, reach out one by one. And <laughs> That's 11 visits for 31 different comments on 29 blogs. You know, and that takes a while because I did try to read most of the posts and, and put together a relatively intelligent comment. Yeah, that didn't get passed as a spam, right? <laughs> But most of these blogs are ones I've been to and I've been, you know, had comments approved on there before and it's kind of stuff I'm interested in anyway. anyway. I see. So even in, since it was targeted, it wasn't really that effective. I wouldn't really say it was targeted. I mean, they're kind of blogs in my, in my sort of industry, I guess. But I mean, people don't really go into comments and start following them back to the blog. It's more of a way to get in front of other bloggers. Like it's a good strategy for engaging with other bloggers and building relationships, I think. Like it's a good starting point strategy, it, it was absolutely terrible in my case. All right, that's fine. Then let's move on to the three best one then. So what are the surprises here? All right, so the third, well, I'll do the top four because the top four all got some conversions. Um, the fourth was uh, guest posting. I wrote about three hours worth of guest posts, which was uh, two posts in total. And one of them was published on clicknews.com and the other was published on ProBlogger. But the traffic was was very, very low. Like I, I, it got a fair bit of interest that, you know, personal blogger said it got, you know, a lot of shares and like you can look at the article. But I'll give you a link to it. I think it, I don't know how many shares it's got now. It's got quite a few, but a lot of comments. I think there's about 40 comments or something. Um, but only 46 visits across both guest posts. And most of that was from pro blogger and two, sorry, 4%. So it was okay. I think like if you're going to write a post for someone, it's it's hard to like mention your product too much. Don't want to look like you're just doing it to sell your product, but if you don't give people a reason to go back to your site, then they're just not going to. So the third best was forums. So I spent three hours going through different forums. There's a couple like I've been in for a long time, and in those forums, I just went in and, and put some random posts about stuff I'm working on. Like I put some posts about traffic and analytics and stuff like that. In my signature, I've got a link back saying if you want a simplified report for your business, check out Web Control Room. And then on some other forums, I've created new accounts, and then in the introduction thread said who I was and put a link into my site and I think I got in trouble for doing it a couple of times but a couple of times I published the link and that that gave me 28 visits to sign up so that was less traffic than guest blogging but it was a much higher conversion rate at seven percent so you know maybe that is something worth pursuing so I'm going to diarize to spend an hour or so on that each week and see if the numbers kind of hold true for the next couple of weeks yeah it kind of makes sense too because I use forums a lot for my show and you know some e-commerce forums have places like oh I have issues with this and for someone to actually I think register an account, go to a forum and actually look for an issue, it'll probably convert pretty well. I don't know if that's, is that something you see in your case? I get a lot of traffic from forums. I always have in my last web design business, you know, I got heaps of traffic from forums, but I never really spent that much time looking at the conversions because I didn't have that kind of business where it was really simple to track conversions. Like I was saying before, it's so easy to track a conversion where with like an offline business, like the web design agency, it's like I of the contact form but it's just really gray because you get spammers complete it and completing the form doesn't necessarily mean you're a customer in that and, and actually becoming a customer yeah and i guess something client driven doesn't really fall into this realm of analytics too so <laughs> it's not as easy i mean the, my current business where i've got an app that i want people to sign up for is, is ideal because i can just i can just have one simple goal and i can track 
conversions to that goal. All right, then let's move along then. So we did uh, guest posting and then we also did forums and what, what are the next two? So the, the second best one uh, was social media. This was kind of interesting because I didn't like, I didn't spend any extra time in social media, but I'm always wasting time in Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest and whatnot. So I figured I'd add it in there because I spend more than three hours a week in there. Okay, and so did you split Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter into three different channels or are they bunched in as social media? It's a bunched in as social media, but I did look at which ones were converting. But Pinterest doesn't, didn't, didn't do anything for me because I haven't really spent any time building a following on there. All up across social media, I got 40 visits. It was interesting because almost all of them were for Twitter, but I got three conversions and all of them came from Facebook. And there was only about eight visits from Facebook. So that was like a really random number that just seemed excessively high. And this is just Facebook off shares, not like paid advertising. Not paid advertising. This is just me, me, like I started a Facebook page and sent it out to people asking to like it sort of thinking about maybe trying trying some sort of paid advertising because that conversion rate is really high. So I'll just see if that kind of holds true in the next couple of weeks and maybe try that again. So we um, we did forums, guest posting, social media, and what's the last one? So the last one, it's a little bit dodgy. Basically what I did was set up a um, Twitter account, which wasn't my main Twitter account because I've done this before on my main Twitter account and it just becomes really annoying. But set up a, a, a second Twitter account. I use TweetAdder. I don't. Are you familiar with TweetAdder? Is that the auto follow thing I've heard? Yeah, it's software that runs on like your computer. And I just set it up on my home computer that I don't use. I, mean, I use it, but I don't use it for work. Basically, set it up to auto follow people who are following my competitors. And actually, I, I specifically chose my competitors that offer that only offer a paid product. So my product has a free version. They only have a paid version. So I figure if they're following that competitor, then they're probably somewhat interested in the product and you know maybe they'd be interested in a free alternative so uh, can you just tell us how it works real quick basically it, it automates the process of following people so you can tell it to you can like add in say 2000 people and then what it'll do is every sort of five minutes it will go in and automatically follow someone and then five minutes later it'll automatically follow someone else and it's just a software that runs on your computer i'd set it up on a computer that's not the one you're using every day otherwise you'll just be looking at it all day i see so it follows you can set it up via certain keywords in their profile or just you can do a bunch of different things but what i did was i looked at the twitter handle for one of my competitors and i just told tweet at her to follow anyone that's following them <laughs> and the goal is when they see that you follow them they'll click your profile back to your site i set it up to do that and I also set it, set it up to send them an automatic message if they do follow me. So it, it will it will follow me. It, sorry, it will follow them, and they'll get a notification saying Web Control Room followed you. Um, Web Control Room is a free, simple app that you can use to get a report on your business. And if they think, oh yeah, that sounds pretty good, they might uh, click on the link, which I've set up as a trackable link, or they might follow the profile back. And if they follow the profile back, I've got Tweet Data set up to send them a direct message, and the direct message says. Thanks for following me. If you're interested in that, I'd love you to check it out. Here's the link and let me know what you think. Gotcha. That's why I get some people that I follow, I get an automatic message from. So this is where it comes from. It's annoying, I admit it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so what are the results like then, since it's the last one you're talking about? In, in that period, I got 104 different visitors and six signups at just under 6%. So it only took me 15 minutes to set up. So I didn't even spend three hours on it like I did with all the other ones, but it, it brought in almost three times as much traffic as the next best and more than twice as many conversions as the next best. It's kind of interesting because it's kind of spammy and it's some of you, it's kind of difficult to scale because once you get to two, following 2,000 people, the other thing I set, set up is that it'll unfollow you if you don't follow back after a week. So this will be going for a few weeks. Once you get to 2,000, the rules get a bit tighter and you can't follow as many people. 
So to scale it, it's you're kind of getting a little bit more spammy. All right, got it. Awesome. So the top four were uh, the Twitter with the Twitter ad, auto adder, uh, regular social, and forums, and what is the fourth one I'm missing? Guest posting, yeah, there we go. Okay, and so just to wrap things up, make sure I'm understanding this right. So the goal number one is you wanna set up your analytics into different categories, either social, guest blogging, uh, direct traffic, so you know where each channel is performing. And then, then you can go back and test and actually figure out which one is performing and target your marketing efforts to the right channel. Yeah, and it, it might even be the case that, you know, out of the 12 different things you look at, you might see that guest blogging is one of your better strategies. And from that point, that just gives you somewhere to delve further into analytics. Like you, know, you might go into the guest blogging one and work out, you know, okay, my, my post on Click News only got two visits, but my post on Pro Blogger got a hundred visits and therefore I'm going to focus my efforts towards Pro Blogger. I see. So it's not a direct answer, but it's definitely like a compass. Yeah, and it's definitely a good, a good place to start. If you're starting a new business or, or even if you're just starting with analytics and you really want to take it seriously, you can segment all of your existing traffic that's in your in analytics already. And I mean, if you've never done this for your business, you'll be you'll be amazed by the results. You're, I'm sure you'll pull out things like I pulled out in here that you would never really expect. Because I thought that Twitter or what I follow thing would just be a total waste of time. Oh, so businesses that have been online for maybe two, three years, they can even go back to the old data to sort sort this all out. Because huh? it's already in analytics and, and, you know, you can just go in and say, okay, if I got, like with my partner example, like I get, um, I just noticed that the traffic I get from zero.com, zero is an accounting system. The traffic I get from zero.com, like I've noticed that I get a lot of traffic and I was sort of interested in, you know, whether that converts well. So I went back back and put in the different integration directories that I'm in. So I put in zero.com, mailchimp.com, you know, bigcommerce.com or, or whatever platforms I've integrated with. And um, then I can then I can just automatically look at whether this integration strategy is, is worth pursuing so I can figure that it tells me how I'm going on all of it. So uh, kind of closing conclusions, uh, do you remind everyone to test this just because the four best that worked for Dan uh, may not be the ones that work best for you. So do set up your analytics in different categories and play with it to get an idea of kind of where you should target your marketing efforts. And before we go, uh, Dan, is there anything you should, you want to tell the audience before we go? I guess if you're interested in, in the app, then then check out webcontrolroom.com. I'm still kind of working on it. We're working towards a, a bigger launch in the next couple of months, but um, I am working on some e-commerce platforms to integrate, and we've built some, written some code for Shopify, a couple of the other big, uh, the uh, the other commerce platforms to you know show things like you know your your monthly sales or your top customers, and that bring in that kind of data. So if anyone's interested in checking that out, that should be part of it soon. And sign up webcontrolroom.com. Email me, danwithcontrolling.com, and let me know what you think. Yes, everyone, go check it out. It'll save you a lot of time from logging into analytics, MailChimp, and God knows what else we're all using. <laughs> all right, well, thanks so much, Dan. All right, Skip. Okay, thanks for that. To get more information about running an online store, visit our website at buildmyonlinestore.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store Podcast.